You're listening to the Biz Library Podcast, a weekly discussion of important topics that affect both HR and learning and development professionals. Biz Library is dedicated to creating the best and most complete online learning solution that both engages employees and drives business results. For more resources like this podcast, be sure to head over to our website where you'll find up-to-date ebooks, infographics, and other resources, as well as SHRM and HRCI-approved webinars focused on creating better workplaces through great human resource practices and employee development. Hello, and welcome to the Biz Library Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Smith. And I'm Hannah Brenner. Today, we're joined by Kevin Eikenberry to talk about making leadership development work. First of all, Kevin is taking time out of his busy day to talk to us, so thank you for doing that, Kevin. We appreciate it. Well, I'm happy to be here. It's not exactly my, I know you're not in your normal environs, and I'm clearly not either, although I spend a lot of time in hotel rooms when I'm doing a podcast, but I'm glad to be with you guys this morning. Uh, we're glad you could carve out uh, some time this morning. Um, just so our listeners who don't know who Kevin is, um, you soon will. Kevin is a recognized world expert on leadership development and learning and is the chief potential officer of the Kevin Eikenberry Group. He spent more than 25 years helping organizations and leaders from around the world on leadership, learning, teams, and teamwork, communication, and more. He's twice been named by Inc.com as one of the top 100 leadership speakers and leadership slash management experts in the world, and has been included in many other exclusive lists. He's an author, co-author, or a contributing author to nearly 20 books, including Remarkable Leadership, the bestseller From Bud to Boss, Secrets of the Successful Transition to Remarkable Leadership with Guy Harris, and his latest book, which we'll talk about, The Long Distance Leader, Rules for Remarkable Remote Leadership, co-authored with Wayne Termel. His blog is consistently ranked among the world's best and most read blogs on leadership. So we can see why we're so excited to have Kevin. I want to talk, Kevin, you've been doing this for more than 25 years. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen uh, happen to the world of work, and especially in the context of leadership during that time? Well, so thank you, Derek, and thank you for reading that introduction that my mother wrote. Uh, <laughs> so so <clears throat> I'll answer that in two parts. First of all, from a leadership perspective, context continues to change. Well, let's start with the work part of your question. The, the biggest, the, probably the single biggest thing that's changed in the world of work, it relates to the, the book that you just mentioned, and that is that more and more people are not working in the same location. We don't walk down the hall and see each other. Leaders don't walk down the hall and see their team members. They are spread out. Whether it's some of us are together and some of us aren't, what we would call a hybrid team, whether it's some people where, where everyone's out, where everyone's together except the boss is remote, or whether it's, you know, some of us are here some of the time and telecommuting part of the time and we're traveling part of the time, you know, what, whatever the, whichever those scenarios it might be, the reality is that 25 years ago that didn't exist really except largely in the world of sales, um, you know, in a slightly different sort of situation. So uh, that's, that's changed everything. On the other hand, leadership hasn't really changed since we were talking about the Bible because we're trying to figure out Hannah's baby's name. Uh, <laughs> baby Esau. Then, leadership is still about how do we help and, and help people make the choice to choose to follow us. And humans are humans, right? So context has changed. Technology has changed. But the principles that underlie and are the foundations of leadership really haven't changed. So while a lot of people, you know, I guess in my line of work, you say you got to come up, well, here's what's different so that you've got something to sell or to talk about. I think at the end of the day, yeah, there are nuances. And yeah, there are th- th- those context changes matter, of course. But as we say in the, in the new book, it's leadership first and location second. So it's really leadership first, 
and context second because it's still people. In your opinion, then, um, do you think that that organizations need to train more the the basis of leadership, or do you think after all this time they've gotten that right, and now it's time to focus on the nuances? Where where is most of the skills lacking there? Well, see, there, there. Ah, that's a great question. See, because here's the thing. I, I I think we don't really have well, we have a skill application gap, but we don't really have a skill knowledge gap, right? You guys and we are in the business of helping people build the skills, know what the skills are, and all of those things. But that's not really where the gap is. Uh, we believe that the gap is much more in the front of and in back of the skill delivery or skill awareness piece. And so we can talk about that. But I, I would just say that, yes, we could on an individual basis, we could say, hey, this person needs these skills. They're not aware of these skills. They're not good at those skills. But if we're talking about this sort of in the big picture, societally or organizationally, we know what the stuff is. The problem is we're not doing it. Definitely. So let's talk about that a little. So, you know, the topic today is making leadership development really work. So organizations understand they have a new manager problem or an overall leadership problem. And so they're working on these programs to help with employee turnover, employee satisfaction, all those problems that come from leadership. But like you said, it's not necessarily being applied. So how do we take these programs that look great on paper and make it so that the application is happening and we're seeing those behavior changes. Yeah, so you're, you're hitting the right you're hitting the right question. So here's the thing. The thing is, again, um, you guys have great content. We have great content. And a lot of other people too. So that's not really where the gap is. It's not having a better program, a better class, a better video the end of the day, there's two pieces we need to think about before we, before we, because we've been placing our hat on skill set, right? But let's start where we need to start, which is with mindset. See, if I don't believe the, so let's make it very simple. If I don't believe that the skills that you're teaching me are going to work, or if I don't believe that I can actually do them, or I don't think they'll work in my organization, ain't going to make any difference. It doesn't matter how good the training is or how good the video, it doesn't matter. Because if I don't believe it, or if I don't agree with the underlying concept or context, it isn't going to matter. The mindset has to come first. You see, our beliefs lead to our thoughts, which lead to our actions. And so if our thoughts are in alignment, or if our, we're willing to at least, at a minimum, give it a shot, right? Like, here's another example. If, if, I, don't, if I don't fundamentally believe, like, let's say that Derek works for me, right? And I'm supposed to coach Derek, and you send me to a coaching workshop. You give me all this stuff. How do I give feedback and all that stuff? But here's the thing. If I don't fundamentally believe Derek's ever going to get it, like, it's fine. Derek works for me. He's on my team. But if I don't really fundamentally think he's got what it takes, or or I think he could, he's never going to. See, if I have that mindset in the front end, it doesn't matter what you teach me. It doesn't matter, Hannah, what you teach me, because I'm not going to go implement it. Or I'm going to implement it a halfway, half-hearted, one try. Yep, I knew that wouldn't work kind of way. Mindset's got to go on the front end. And the problem with organizational leadership development is we just go dip everybody in it, right? It doesn't matter how good the it is. If all we do is go say, hey, this is what you need to go take next. We haven't helped people figure that out. Or we haven't in those sessions, learning experiences, if we haven't included the mindset piece, we got no shot. 
right? So the first part is we got, if the mindset's not right, it doesn't matter what, how good the skill set is or the instruction around the skill set, doesn't matter. Now, here's the next thing. People go to this great class, they take this great, um, you know, set of videos, this great set of learning stuff from you guys or whatever, and they're all excited and they're ready to go and they get back into the workplace. And it's like, man, I got I, I to remember to do it. I've got to, I've got to overcome the existing habit of how I already do it. Um, and then I've got to be, I've got to be confident enough that when I do it the first time, it didn't go quite the way I wanted that I'll actually try it again. So it's mindset, skill set, habit set. And how do we get people to actually change behavior? We change behavior with habit. I can have the, mo you can give me all the tools in the toolkit, but if I don't ever pull them out of the bag, it doesn't matter. And so we've got to help people get ready for and then actually apply stuff when they get back into the real world. So we're spending a lot of time helping people think about how do you actually go implement it? If we do a good job of teaching them skills and uh, inspiring them and to believe in those skills, they still have to go into the real world, right? And use skills. Whether the real world comes immediately after watching a video or the real world comes right tomorrow morning if they get back to the workshop, doesn't matter. They still have to translate that into real life. And if you don't have the mindset right, to go with the skill set, then get the habit set right. It's not. It's just not going to take, or it's not going to last. Plenty of research out there about teaching the skill set, and pretty good at that uh, for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean, the issue is not the issue is not Derek. Um, you know, there's lots of people that have great workshops. There's lots of people that have great video content. Um, that's not really where the gap is. So then, how do we get people in that? I mean, let's break it down step by step, as you did. Um, what are some ways that you recommend we we get? maybe a high potential employee who could become a leader one day. How do we get them in that right mindset? Uh, how, how do we sort of believe and in, inspire them? Well, we have to actually, number one, realize that that's that we got to think about it. So we've got to become aware that that's something we got to think about. And then if I'm coaching, if I'm coaching those, uh, that, that particular person, use your example, then that should be a part of what I'm doing. I should be working on and helping them think about their belief and their mindset and what are the things that they value and, and why, why are they leading and getting all that squared away and helping influence them and mentor them in that way. Um, because if we don't get that part right, the next step kind of goes to the as we've already talked about. So there's a, an if, if, if you're a leader who are watching or listening to us, then part of that is that's got to be part of your thought process. I'm thinking about building future if you're a, if you're already a leader of leader a manager of managers then you might need to be thinking about that for your existing managers as well so part of that is the the coaching component of that and part of that is if we're if you are a, uh, a learning professional if you're in training and development or HR or whatever then you maybe need to be thinking about is the stuff we're doing incorporating those ideas and if it's not that's what we need to add to our training or not mix. another great interactive exercise unless that interactive exercise is getting people to reflect and think about what their fundamental beliefs are we got to at least help people understand the principles underneath the skills to see if they fundamentally agree agree with that principle right if all we do is throw out the technique right and that's the that's the problem often is we give people five here are five new ways for you to deliver <laughs> but if, and i can do that i could do that for you right now and those would be great techniques but they're they're only techniques and they and they aren't really going to work if the fundamental principle of the under the foundation of it isn't set quite right or people don't really quite agree with that Does that makes sense yeah absolutely so, so there's an individual there's an individual leader component coach component 
there's an organizational component. And then of course there's, you know, if, if you are a leader here, then I'm gonna challenge you to think about this for yourself. I mean, there's a personal component, but what we're really trying to do, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or in a group is get individuals to be thinking about those things. Cause they're not, it's not crossing their mind. No one's asking them that question. Definitely. And so let's say somebody's actually got that part right. You know, they start with the mindset, they've taught the skills, they're on the right path. Then we get to the hard part, which you mentioned is the habits. And you get in that daily grind in your day to day and you're overwhelmed with your work and responsibilities. So how do we as learning development or HR professionals help continue to coach our leaders so that they coach their people and create those habits? Well, that, that's a big question and probably more than all that we could do. <laughs> but I will say a couple things because you, you framed it in an interesting way. One is that there's, in, in the old world, we would call this knowledge transfer or application, right? And so um, there's, there's a, often the missing component of what's the supervisor's role or the or the, the, the learner's boss's role in this. And when we have the chance to work inside of organizations, I'm always a big proponent of, let's make sure that the bosses know what's in this course so that they can actually support it when people come back. Because the biggest thing is people come back from a workshop, I'll use the workshop example, people come back from workshop or they come back from anything, stuff that, that, that you guys have created as well. And they go, man, I wanna go try this, I'm all in. But they get no support. There's not even any understanding of their boss of what it is, so their boss can't support it because they don't know what to support. Um, and the boss doesn't really know what the skills they ought to be supporting are, and they're not even thinking about their role in coaching people. In fact, in some cases, they sent someone to training because they thought that would solve the problem, when the reality is they still need to be a part of the solution before they go and then when they get back. So there's there's... There's that whole part of more the traditional, what we've always thought about in terms of knowledge transfer. doesn't mean people are doing it. See, that takes us back to skills. Like people know we ought to, they're just not, right? So there's problem number one, but there's the individual piece of this too, that we all know, as you said, Anna, that changing a habit is hard. Creating a habit is hard, changing a habit is hard. And so we need to equip our folks with, what are the ways you actually change habits? And then how do we apply that to the learning around leadership in this so what are the things that uh, people can do, right? So one of the things, I mean, we don't have time to unpack all that. Maybe you need to have me back. <laughs> oh, we will. But, okay, you all heard it here. Um, and then I won't be in a hotel in Santa Barbara, California. Um, maybe. Uh, but here's the thing. The, the, the big idea here is that you have to be thinking, you have to know what you want to change. And then you have to have a good reason for wanting to change it. And hopefully the learning event can help us with those two pieces. But then you have to build a process to think about what's the cue that I'm going to use to say, instead of this, I'm going to do this instead. So here's an example. We'll see, we'll stay with Derek working for me and unfortunate for Derek. I like right? this. So, uh, Derek, I have a habit about what happens when Derek walks into my office. Like there's something that I do and habit is what automatically subconsciously without thinking and maybe what I do when he comes in let's make it a really bad habit what do you want right like that would probably not be what we wanted to be right that would be pretty simple um, but I've got to come up with okay I got to actually think through what do I want to do differently when Derek walks in 
And then, and what's the payoff for me of doing it differently? And then I probably want to keep track of how I'm doing it differently, right? Like all of us have tried to change a habit in some part of our personal lives, for example. And what do people do? People count their calories. People keep track of their steps on their little magical wristband. Uh, they do all these things to track whether they're making progress in changing the habit. And so there's there's a bunch of stuff that we sort of know about this that we need to hook back into the, the world of work. But if we go back to the Derek piece one more time, let's say what I want to do is say, so how can I help? Right? Maybe that's what I want to do instead. So then I need to say, okay, when Derek walks in, I've got to consciously decide that's what I want to do. And then I've got to work on doing that instead of what do you want? Right? And then... Uh, I might even want to keep track of that. How many times am I being successful at it? I'm not going to get it perfect every time because I have a habit, right? And I've got to change the habit or replace, really fundamentally, I want to replace that habit in that super simple example. Does that help a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, since we are we are running a little short on time, um, I want to talk about what you say is the biggest change you've seen um, since you've started being a, a leading a leading expert on leadership, which is the remote work aspect. Um, yeah. What are some common situations organizations find themselves in, and what are some common challenges uh, that you see as a result of those? Well, let's just take a super simple and a um, obvious one. That is that um, you've been leading, and now your team is remote, and you say, well, leadership is the same. Kevin, you already said that. Think leadership first and location second. Um, but now everything that you did automatically before without thinking or when people walked down the hall or when you saw them now is mediated by technology, right? So what tools do you have? Do you, do you um, know which tool to use in the, which, in the right situation? See, none of those things you had to think about before. Before, the only thing you think is, am I going to talk to them or are going to send them an email? Now it's way more than just that, right? So what tools do I have? Um, do I know when to pick the right tool? Or do I just rely on the things I'm most comfortable with? Right? Your answers to those questions probably say, leave you with a hmm. And then it, so given that technology, chances are whatever IT's given you or whatever's been put on your desk, chances are you're not using it as well as you could. And chances are even if you are trying to use it, you've never like tried to learn it. You just sort of figured it out on the fly. Oh, I have to use, you know, WebEx, Adobe Connect, go to meeting, pick it, right? I got it, Skype for business. I got to use it. On the, they told me I need to use this for this meeting, so I'm going to figure this out as I go. You never had to think about any of that when you had your meeting before. But now you're trying to do all this stuff, and you're trying to learn it on the fly. Guess what? That ain't going to work either, right? High pressure, not working. So you never learn all of the right stuff, and you never learn how to use it well. And so guess what? If your team doesn't see you using it, and use it or not using it well, how likely are they going to? Mm -hmm. Not so much, yeah. right? Um, they've got to know how to find the mutant and they've got to know how to do all those things, right? That, that figure, how do I use the whiteboard here? Oh, I didn't even know there was a whiteboard here. Boss doesn't use the whiteboard, so I guess there's not a, I never even thought about it, right? And so the reality is that we need to think about not only what the tools are and, and, and picking the right tools and all that, but then how do we make sure we're using them so there's just one small thing, um, Derek, to answer the question about we, before we just led, however good or bad at it we were, we didn't have to think about something else mediating between where we are and, and our folks. Right? Mm -hmm. now. So then let's talk about this also in kind of the coaching aspect of coaching remote people. So there are also cases where 
Maybe you've never met your boss face to face. Hopefully that's not the case, but it does happen now depending on how dispersed you are. So when it comes to building that rapport and being able to coach your employees who are remote, you know, what advice do you give to somebody who's struggling with that? So, well, uh, again, you are really good at asking big questions, right? <laughs> I load I will... them up. <laughs> Well, so I'll, you really talked about two things. You talked about the relationship part and the coaching part. So let me give you at least a little bit on both. On the relationship part, we have to we have to recognize how important that is. And even if we can't get face to face, I had a, I had a chance on my podcast, the Remarkable Leadership Podcast, to have Tom Peters on. And Tom Peters with Bob Waterman wrote the classic In Search of Excellence. And in that book, they bring up the idea of managing by wandering around. And I said, Tom, I said you can't really manage by wandering around when you're in Peoria and they're in right or whatever and he's like yeah you can't what do you do instead i said i said tom it's leading by webcam right so the first thing is turn on your turn off your email and turn on your webcam and that'll start that's one way that you can start to create relationship um that relates to the coaching part as well i think what we need to do in terms of coaching at a distance is use the webcam more we need to be more consistent in having our coaching conversations because if we just call or webcam or whatever when there's a problem then people are going to you're going to think, oh, there must be a problem because Kevin's calling. Uh, we need to have regularly scheduled one-on-ones, just like you hopefully are having face-to-faces with people that are in the office. So you need to be consistent, you need to be intentional, and you need to obviously be giving coaching, not only about what people are doing, you need to be corrected or improved, but also what So, But I would say be intentional, be consistent, turn on your webcam. Excellent. Um, you mentioned you have a podcast. Um, I'm sure after hearing this, some of our listeners are – pretty keen on, on learning more about you. Where can they find uh, more information about Kevin Eikenberry and some of your some of the work you've done? Well, if you can spell my last name, which is the biggest challenge, you can probably find me everywhere. It's Kevin Eikenberry, E-I-K-E-N-B-E-R-R-Y.com. You can find my blog and a lot of stuff there. You can go to remark, excuse me, remoteleadershipinstitute.com to learn more about the remote stuff specifically. Uh, I mentioned the podcast. Go to Remarkable podcast.com and um if you're if you're fascinated by you can find me on youtube and linkedin and all other stuff you can find me in a lot of stuff that we've done in partnership with you guys at biz library um uh, but if you're interested in this whole mindset skills and habits set stuff we talked about earlier um we'll be opening up a, a video series again soon and so if you go to kevin forward slash way w-a-y you can learn a little bit more about what's coming and we'd love to have you get signed up for that um that four-part video series I'm going to be doing Absolutely. Um, and, of course, last summer you released um, The Long Distance Leader with Wayne Trammell. Um, mm-hmm. That's available on Amazon, I assume, and everywhere else? Amazon, you know, find bookstores everywhere, and you can learn more and get a free sample chapter by going to longdistanceleaderbook.com. Excellent. All right, well, Kevin, thank you for taking your time out uh, to meet with us today. Um, is there anything you think that we've missed talking about that, that needs to be discussed at all? Well, I, I, I appreciate the chance to be with you guys, and I think you asked great questions, and, and I appreciate that chance. I, I would just urge everyone, the way I close my podcast is by asking the question, now what? So now you've been listening to the three of us chat for, I don't know how long it's been, 30 minutes or so. So my challenge to you is say, now what? What are you going to do? with something that you got. I mean, hopefully you found this interesting and entertaining, but my challenge to all of you is to take action on something that you've heard today, whether that's 
going and looking me up on his library or connecting with me on LinkedIn or, or signing up at kevinikenbray.com forward slash way or just taking action on one of the ideas like turning on your webcam this afternoon. Uh, take some action. That's the, that'll, that's the thing that I would encourage you for before we finish. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining with us today. We really do appreciate your time. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Kevin Eikenberry. Here are three takeaways from this week's discussion. First, challenges that organizations face in regards to leadership aren't with knowledge, but instead with application. Second, start by changing learners' mindsets, then teach them the skill sets, and then make sure they're making new habits. And third, for remote leaders, make sure you're using the technology you have available to its full potential and connect with your employees with a webcam. This podcast is brought to you by Biz Library, your online learning partner. For more information, visit us online at www.bizlibrary.com resources. Every week, we like to spotlight one of the free resources Biz Library offers to help our listeners master the concepts and our key takeaways. This week, check out our free webinar called Where's the Love? Building Trust with Your Team. This webinar is hosted by Kevin, and you can find it in the show notes or on the Biz Library website on the resources page. If you'd like to appear on the Biz Library podcast or suggest a topic for discussion, visit us on Twitter at BizLibrary or email us at hannah at bizlibrary.com. Don't forget to click subscribe, leave a rating on iTunes, and share this episode with friends through social media. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Derek Smith. And I'm Hannah Brenner. See you next week.